Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of A Home for Anime. I am your host, GPC, Great Podcaster Cali, and it is my honor and my privilege to be able to say happy birthday to my favorite director of all time, Masaki Yuasa. Yay, 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 yay. I thought I was going to put sound effects in there, but I'm not. I'm just very excited. Now, while you may be wondering, or maybe you're not, who is Masuki Yuasa? Masuki Yuasa is one of the greatest directors working today. And in my opinion, he has left a true legacy of fun and exploring the human condition in the zaniest of ways he appreciates everything from friendship to of course fun to just exploring what it means to be alive which i know seems kind of vague but the way that you also puts his all into everything whether it be an anime about ping pong, an anime about, well, that's a bit of a, an anime about basically multiverses all taking place in a tatami room. The tatami galaxy is great. Or an, a whole movie about a night on the town, the night is short walk on girl. These are, at, it's at their core, extremely basic notions, but Yuasa finds a way to enrich every project that he touches, and he brings more depth and heft into everything that he works on, to the point where you see more meaning in what he's trying to say about, say, the multiverse, or what a night on the town can really be to someone. And I just have nothing but respect, admiration, and love for all of his works. And to be perfectly honest with you, the anime that we're going to be talking about today is the reason that I started going to the movies instead of waiting for streaming to watch anime films. And that film is Lou Over the Wall. Lou Over the Wall is my number one go-to feel-good movie. And the reason why is because it's about depression mermaids and music so imagine if ponyo was even cuter and way more fun Th that's that's it but let me tell you the story about how i ended up going to see lou over the wall so i had this friend who i had planned on seeing something with we were just like let's go to the movies one day here soon and we'll figure out what we want to watch you know either now or then i said well let's just figure it out now i'm i'm a planner 
and so we did and we we're friends but we we didn't really have a lot in common so she knew i liked anime so and she knew i liked animation and we were just looking through the different movies that were playing and we just happened to come across Lou over the wall which I didn't know was one being distributed through G Kids because I didn't know what G Kids was at the time. And I didn't know that it was a limited event. So we just happened to come across it by chance. And we looked at the trailer and we were like, this looks so cute. So we decided to go and watch it. And to this day, it is by far one of my most favorite theatrical experiences. Of course, the first theatrical experience in terms of anime that I had with Ryan was Perfect Blue. But if we had gone to see this together, oh my god, we would have had such a hoot. But it was so good, Lou Over the Wall was, that I dragged my two roommates at the time to go see it. So I could see it a second time because I wasn't driving at that point. I was a 21-year-old without a car, which... You know, I had just gotten my license a few months prior. But that's neither here nor there. One of them was laughing at part of the movie. And the other one said, oh, Cameron, this is really cute. And I was just so happy. I was like, wow, people are taking my recommendations seriously. This is great. And that just made me want to watch more anime and talk about it more just to people in general. This is about three years before I started the podcast. I think we went to see this around my birthday. Yeah, around my around my 21st birthday. So, or at least in that month. But it was just really cute. It was really fun. I love recommending this movie to people so much and i guess right now would be a good time to tell you what it's about so there's this young teenager named kai kai's mom moved to tokyo i believe to pursue some career other than whatever it is that his dad and grandfather do in the small fishing town where they live kai is very aloof he really he keeps to himself he keeps to himself and he has a love for music but other than that kai is just really depressed the locals in the town where he lives they have a huge problem with what they call merfolk or as we know mermaids but merfolk i think is more inclusive and i really love that i'm glad that you also made that decision or at least the translators, you know. And they are attracted to music, the merfolk are. So one day, Kai is just playing music. He has this YouTube account where he uploads all the music that he makes, but he has to do it in secret. But then one day, he's playing, and this mermaid just comes out of nowhere and he just starts hanging out with her and you can see through their combined love of music that he finally has someone who he thinks at least kind of understands him 
And he has somebody who, since he can relate to and who he can hang out with, he's like a lot less depressed. I mean, he goes from not smiling, barely talking, to being one of the most energized people in the room. And of course, plot happens. Of course, the movie happens, ups and downs. But one thing that is so beautiful about this film is how Yuasa paints depression. And don't worry, this isn't a homie check-in. But how Yuasa depicts depression in this film is that Kai is not this downtrodden person. He's not everything is the end of the world. And he doesn't have necessarily have many complaints about his life. Of course, you know, he's a bit upset with his mother about the fact that she left all of them, even though she sends him letters. And his father's a bit hard on him because he wants him to be practical with his life. You know, typical teenage stuff. But Kai's depression isn't so much a human sadness type thing. It's more of a, I feel directionless and I don't necessarily feel like I belong anywhere. And when this mermaid, Lou, when Lou comes into the picture, he has an outlet for his music. He has somebody who he feels brings joy into his life. And that is just such an amazing way to show the different range of human emotions because we could have had his depression be played out a completely different way. But with this, they're basically showing, well, depression shows up in a lot of ways. It's not a textbook definition. This exact one thing causes it. It can be a multitude of things and it can be shown a multitude of ways. And seeing it portrayed this way is something that I feel could help people like, oh, and they don't ever outwardly say he's depressed, but you just look at, you look at him, you hear what he says, you see how he reacts to things. And it's like, well, this is like, these are the indicators of someone who is depressed and looking at his circumstances and the things that he does say, and then seeing what gets him into a better mood, into a better mindset, what helps him through what he's dealing with, his his griefs and his sorrows, and his lack of what some would call ambition, but his lack of interest in things, seeing all of that be thrown away because of the love of music and having this awesome friend from the depths of the ocean. It's just really, really cute. I think that it's an extremely gratifying film because it lets you know it's okay to feel how you're feeling and just that you never know what 
is on the other side of what it is that someone's dealing with. And you never know what might be the trigger to pull somebody out of their depression. And really, what it's saying more than anything, sometimes it's okay to let people in. And mermaids are really cool because Lou doesn't really have any true concept or grasp of the human world. All she wants to do is make friends and make music. And that resonates with Kai because he he feels some sort of kinship with that. I mean, there are people who want to be friends with him, but with Lou, it seems like there's really no strings attached as to why she wants to be friends with him, and he really takes that to heart. So that's one big reason why I love Lou Over the Wall, because the friendship is just so cute. It's amazing. I love it. Also, they use one song consistently, and they do several different renditions of it, which is what makes it not just excusable or passable, but it honestly makes the film thrive, and let me tell you why. Because this song is used in so many different ways, it's transforming. It's a transformative song and being depicted in so many different ways, whether it be through a cassette tape or a more upbeat version using these, well, different beats, of course. You know, you're using one of those little DJ machines as opposed to what you're hearing on the cassette tape from maybe 20 years earlier because it's a classic song. Or what you hear toward the very end when instead of hearing someone else's voice or hearing a machine do it, you're hearing Kai sing the song. It's just very cool how transformative not only the song becomes, but how it shows the growth of the characters. Of course, Kai namely, but how different people resonate and respond to how the song is being portrayed at each step. So that song as a motif and the lyrics that accompany it, it's just an amazing way. It's an amazing technique that honestly, I don't see done very often, to be perfectly honest. In my career as a film critic, it was the first time that I had really taken it seriously or taken notice at the fact that it was mainly that song being used multiple times. And the more I thought about it and the more times that I've watched it, because I've watched Lou Over the Wall several times, like I said, it's my feel-good film. I've just noticed more and more about it, and I just think, wow, this is this is really cool. And it's also really colorful. It's one of the most colorful films that I have ever seen. It is so fun. I just can't get over how cute it is. It is literally 
candy and rainbow colored all over the place. There is never a dull moment in this film. Even during the downtime, you can still just appreciate how beautiful and how lush. And even though it's an animated film, I don't feel weird saying that this is an animated, animated film. Just the movements and the way that people talk, this is very much full of expression, and it's so great. I, I love everything about this film. And this being my introduction to Yuasa, who I know a lot more people probably know from Keep Your Hands Off, Azeken, and Devilman Crybaby, or maybe you know him from his first work, well, his first major work, his first film, mind game blue over the wall to me is just a masterful bit of storytelling and i just can't get over how much i love this film five years later of course the silent voice is my favorite film but if I want to feel good, if I want to laugh, if I just want to smile for almost two hours, this is the film that I go back to time and time again. And I just want to thank Masaki Yuasa for making this film. And I sincerely hope that you all watch it and... Uh, Yuasa, you have my respect. I cannot say a bad thing about any of the things that you have created. You are a master at your craft and one of the greatest directors, not only working today, but of all time. Happy birthday. With that being said, if you're a fan of Yuasa or a fan of anime in general, you can follow me on Instagram at AnimeAlphaGoat. You can also email me recommendations at ouranimehome at gmail.com. And if you want to talk Yuasa, or if you just want to talk anime in general, manga, music, then please consider joining the Discord server because we have some really nice people there and we just really love talking about anime. Of course, the celebration of Kyoto Animation is still going on right now, but we talk about more anime than that, so... This would be a great time to join because we've got some Lou lovers in there. We've got some Yuasa lovers in the Discord server, so check it out. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening. Once again, happy birthday, Masaki Yuasa, and I am out. One more thing about Lou Over the Wall. Um, Mer doggies. All right, now I'm done.